What's happening, friends? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Welcome to another week of the Bobby Bone Show. Up first, oh, I got some calls here. Adrian in Oklahoma, you are on the show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. What would you like to say to start us off here? Um, I just wanted to let you know, I've been listening to you for about five years, and I just love you guys, but I don't have cable, so I haven't been able to watch your show, and you had said that it was on Disney Plus, and so I binge-watched four episodes last night. <laughs> and what did you think of Breaking Bobby Bones? Well, I already loved you before, and I love you even more now. <laughs> well, there you have it. So she likes it. Yeah. Thank you. And she binge-watched yeah. four. I don't ever <laughs> binge-watch things I hate. Well, I the first one, my stomach hurt the whole time because I hate heights, too. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't think I can watch this. Like, I can't watch him hang out with his lead. Well, I appreciate that. And what is your one takeaway so far, four episodes in? You are amazing. Like, this, oh, I love how you give away at the end. I just, I loved it. It made me almost cry a lot. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. It made me cry right now. I was actually meaning, like, you know, it shows you there are good people out there, <laughs> that, regardless of our differences. Like, but yeah, that's good. I'll take that. All right, Adrian, thank you. <laughs> it's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go. It's the best countdown on radio. It's all good news. Hit it. Number five. A dog in South Carolina got spooked by fireworks and ran off on the 4th of July. Her owners drove around for four hours looking for her. But it turned out they didn't have to because she came home on her own around 3 a.m. And she let them know she was back because she rang the doorbell. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Crazy. Dogs are nuts. Uh, I had a dog once, uh, Dusty, who was in the backyard. People started shooting fireworks like as the sun was going down. We knew we were going to get home by dark, but we didn't get home in time. He ran through the fence. We lost him. Luckily, somebody found him like three miles away, knew it was somebody's dog, and like tied him to a pole. And then we called the like a, the constable went and said, hey, we have a dog. Wow. Six hours later, we looked all over for him. So I felt for these people here. But he didn't come ring a doorbell. Nope. <laughs> like crazy. All right, let's do another one. Number four. A guy and his wife moved from South Africa to the UK and had to wait 10 months to get their dog sent over. Now a video of them picking her up is going viral because the husband didn't know about it. His wife kept it a secret until they pulled into the parking lot. Here's a clip of them finally seeing their dog again after all those 10 months. Did you miss me? I missed you. I did. You're so super skinny, my baby. You're so super skinny. There you go. Well, after the first dog story, I wanted this one to talk. The dog? (laughs) Thank you. The dog has cured cancer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, next one up. Number three. A U.S. Army vet named Buddy Ladden is paralyzed from the waist down, but he used a special exoskeleton device to help him stand and walk. He even helped raise the American flag outside a veterans hospital in New Orleans at the annual Southeast Louisiana Veterans Healthcare System Salute to a Flag. So he's a guy that served our country, thought he wouldn't walk again, but this Mm -hmm. device that they have now developed allows him to do that. And he wanted to show people just how far he's gone as he raised the flag up. It was a really, really, really cool scene. All right, next up. Number two. An entire family from Chicago all graduated this year. The mom is a teacher's aide who finally got her college degree 30 years after she started school. Her son graduated from Georgetown the same week. Then her oldest daughter finished high school, and her youngest daughter was valedictorian of elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, huh? Big party. And then here we go, the big one. Number one. An 82-year-old woman named Wally Funk trained with NASA in 1961 and did better than the guys. Again, 82-year-old woman, 1961, but she never got to space because... She's a woman. She's a woman. That's right. But now, 60 years later, that's about to change. 
because Jeff Bezos just announced she'll be joining him on a wow. Blue Origin Let's rocket go. later this month. She'll also become the oldest person to go to space. The launch date is July 20th. Here is Funk. That's next, next, week, next week. Here is Funk talking about her experience being a female aviator and getting asked to go on the flight. I got a hold of NASA four times. I said, I want to become an astronaut, but nobody would take me. They said, Wally, you're a girl. You can't do that. I said, guess what? Doesn't matter what you are. You can still do it if you want to do it. There you go. Yep. Go, Wally. That was the Good News Countdown. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Just appreciate you being here with us. Let's go over now and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hey, Bobby Bones. Wanted to get your opinion on the situation that I had at the grocery store. My five-year-old is a talker. We were in the checkout line and he was telling the cashier about his toy. He kept talking since he wasn't being acknowledged. The cashier said, sorry, I'm not in the mood. I get it. (laughs) I was a cashier once, but really... Do you think this is rude to the cashier? I fear being called a Karen, but do you think this is grounds for going back and saying something to management? Signed, Teresa S. No. No, 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 no. No. No, 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 no. No. She wasn't in the mood. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, and maybe she's just having one of those days. It doesn't mean you need to go to her management and do anything about it. That is a Karen. That's a Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feared being a Karen, well, I don't know. Now, Bones, if you're the manager and you get that, would you move on with, like, would you go to the person and say, I'd probably be like, hey, we got a complaint. Like, just pep it up a little bit. Be a little nicer. It's your job. Yeah. man. But there's no need. Dude, no, no. No. No, 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 no. That's, a, that's exactly a Karen. But thank you for emailing us and asking. Therefore, maybe you're not going to do it. Hopefully you waited. Also, tell your kid to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking. Yeah, hey, just, just, maybe you want to hear the kid talk. Uh, thank you for that email. Close up the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Send them to us. We'll take them. We love them. Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. It's time to play the Bobby Feud. That's right. We surveyed 2,000 people. Well, we didn't. Can you imagine? We were out on the street. Uh, the survey was commissioned by Zevo and conducted by one poll, and it's all about our dislike for bugs. Okay? So, the top 10 answers are on the board. What's the most hated insect in the United States? Ooh, insect. And what do we happen today? Eddie, Amy, and Morgan, number two. You'll all be playing against each other for a prize of, well, basically pride. Up first, because she's the new one, Morgan, number two. Top ten answers are on the board. The most hated insect in America. Okay. Uh, I mean, this is something I hate, so spiders. Show me spiders. <laughs> number two. Two okay. points to Morgan. All right, what else, Morgan? Uh, they're really annoying, and they're flies. Just flies. Are, yeah, are flies and gnats the same thing? I don't. They look different, so I don't think they're the same. But flies. <laughs> Show me they're not the same thing. No, 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 no. Show me a fly. Dang. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. Eddie, over to you. You got it. There are still nine answers on the board. The most hated insect in the in America. I don't want to hate on Morgan number two because I did have flies, but I will go now with mosquitoes. Oh, solid guess there. Mm-hmm. Show me mosquitoes. Number four. Um, my next one will be ticks, Bones. 
like a C tick, dog like a, tick, oh, all ticks. Yes, ticks on your body when I'd they're. Like to check you for ticks. Ticks, yeah. exactly. All right. Show me ticks. <laughs> Number six is a tick. Um, let's go the same kind of category, but let's go with a flea. Who likes fleas? No one. Mm-mm. Show me a flea. What? Still seven answers oh, no. on the board. As we end round one, Amy, you're up. Roaches. Oh, that's a good one. Cockroach. Mm-hmm. Show me cockroach! <laughs> Number one answer is a cockroach. 39% of people say that is the worst. Okay, ants. Show me ants! <laughs> Number three, ants. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Um. There are four answers left on the board. Yeah. Uh... Mm, I'm trying. Mm, debating. I don't know. Could be either or. But uh, okay, wasps. Show me a wasp. <laughs> Number seven. There Gosh, you go. Bees, wasps, hornets. Oh, all okay, the same so they ones. were together. Yep. That's what I was debating if I should say bees or wasps. Three. Uh, three left here. Um. Okay. Ooh, I hate me a scorpion. Show me scorpion. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Boo. Let's go back around one more time. Top 10 answers are on the board. Morgan, number two, you need some, some work here. Oh, I know. That that flies one got me. Okay, um, these get sprayed for, so termites. Not bad. Show me termites. Good one. Number five. Nice. Two answers left, Morgan. Okay. Um, the most hated insect in the United States. They pulled 2,000 people. Gosh, they We're looking for nine to... and ten. They look the same. Um... Beetles. Oh. Show me a beetle. No. Eddie, you need this to get back in the game. Right. Or Amy wins. Right. And, and I feel like I'm out of the real annoying ones, so I'm going to go with what the haters are. Like, I don't think they're annoying, but I think the haters will be like, oh, get these ladybugs out of here. They're what? disgusting. Ladybugs. They're Come the on. cutest things in the Come world. Come on. Show me a ladybug. Oh. Amy, we like to take a shot here. Bed bugs? Uh, no. no. <laughs> okay. Two answers left. At number nine, I would have never guessed this because I didn't know it was an insect, frankly. A worm. Oh. oh, wow. Is a worm an insect? Didn't know that. Learn something new every day. And then finally, at number 10, what's in the news right now? Cicadas. Cicadas. I thought about them, but yeah, then I was like, 10. nobody knew. We didn't even know what they were True. until Ray was telling us that. They were all going to die of yeah. cicada poisoning. And I haven't seen one. Me either. Uh, Amy with 11 points is our winner in the feud today. Wow, nice Amy. job, Amy. Okay, I also I just want to say, I just had to look it up. It's not that big of a deal, but I took entomology in college, and right out of the gate, spiders was on there, and I was like, Oh, and that's why I ended up going with scorpions as a guess. But spiders aren't insects either. either. And I don't know the worms are. They are yeah. arachnids. Okay. I don't know. I would have put spiders in an insect, <laughs> though. For sure. Because they're a little creepy call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. We're sending well wishes to Lady A's Charles Kelly. The band had to pull out of a concert this weekend after Charles was diagnosed with appendicitis. He shared a post from his hospital bed saying he hopes to get back on the road soon. Dirks Bentley had to cancel his Seven Peaks Music Festival set for later this year due to capacity restrictions. Dirks said that fans will be fully refunded for any tickets purchased and he can't wait for the festival to happen again in the coming years. 
Kane Brown talked about how he handles trolls on social media. When it, when it starts to build up on me, I just look around, look at my wife, look at my baby, look at my house. Um, you know, like I, I, I didn't have a house growing up as a kid. I just literally look around and I'm like, you know, life can't get any better. And um, that's just kind of how I motivate myself. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Zachary Jones was in the Army and his service came to an end when he was medically and honorably discharged at 23 years old. His sister, Brianne, knew he had been through a lot and she wrote a letter to Holzerland Protection Dogs, which trains dogs for law enforcement and personal protection. They heard a story and the owner of the company arranged to surprise him with a new service dog. She says giving vet service dogs is a way to give back to the community and it recognizes soldiers who sacrificed for our country. The event was held at the 9-11 Memorial in New York City, a spot that was meaningful for Zachary. He said that's the monument that inspired him to be a soldier. And there was a whole moment where he got to meet his dog. And I can tell you, as someone who has worked with many programs, something that I've been working for a long time, even the show has done where we have bought service dogs. They are not easy to get. They're expensive to train and they are absolutely needed by vets. They're like 20 grand to train one of these dogs to be able to, you know, help with the PTSD that these vets are going through. You know, one of the guys I was with a few months ago, he has nightmares. He can't wake up from his nightmares, his terrors about when he was serving. But his dog will wake him up when he starts to. And you go, well, it's just a nightmare. You may say that. I hope you don't say that. But what happens is when you can't, when you have nightmares all the time, you're not sleeping, you stay sick. You physically can't get back to being normal. And you know, you guys know how it is. Just mentally, emotionally, if you're not sleeping, you're, you're off too. But these dogs do all kinds of stuff. So I read the story. Wanted to share it with you guys. I wanted to shout out Holzerland Protection Dogs because they trained and they made sure that he got this dog. So there you go. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here's a voicemail from Heston in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Just wanted to see if you guys would do one of my favorite segments, and that would be a draft. I know you guys have been wanting to take a break, but it hasn't been done for a long time. Uh, just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, just wanted to call. Yeah, I love the show. love what you guys do. Y'all keep it up. I appreciate that. We can do one. We're going to draft best leading actors. And that means actors or actresses. Because actor, it's just an award. It's an actor-actress award. But best leading actor. So... Let's go. Up first, <laughs> drafting will be Morgan number two, and we'll go around the room in this order, and then we go backward for the second round, and then forward again the third <sighs> round. It's Morgan's time to go first. Morgan, you draft first. First pick, best leading actor is? Well, Eddie's going to hate me. I mean, this is the obvious pick. It's Tom Hanks. Yeah, I mean, I Good hate one. him. But who wouldn't take that number one? That's a strong yeah. one. Okay. Raymundo, you're up second. He parties on yachts with a lot of women and dates younger women, but he's also <laughs> a great actor. Give me Leonardo DiCaprio. That's my first two in order as well. Yeah! Solid picks. Okay, Leo. Now it gets a little tricky, but I'm going to go. All right, all right, all right. Oh, I like that one. I'm going Matthew McConaughey as my first round pick. Amy? I am going Matt Damon. <laughs> Y'all don't like Born? Born I mean, Identity? He's, he's all right. I, I think I'd take him in the second or third round, but okay. Or maybe he's in my head because he's in the You Martian. can still win. Okay. Eddie. Amy's going to hate me for this one, but I'm going to go with a female. I know. That's actress, who I was going to pick. And I'm going Reese Witherspoon. That was going to be her because. Yeah. yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. 
Now, what we want you to do is go to bobbybones.com and vote. But don't just vote on the first round because obviously some people didn't get to go first. You have to vote on the whole team. Yeah, don't act like I didn't have Tom Hanks and Leo right. on my list. Right. <laughs> of course. Okay. Eddie, now you get the first pick of the second round. Who do you got? I mean, uh, not my favorite actor, but I know people love him. Eesh, this is tough. Oh, should I do this or not? All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with The Rock. I mean, he's what? just a, He's awesome. He's a big name. I'm not crazy about his movies, but I know oh. people love The Rock. So I love go. him. I thought you were going like Bill Cosby or something. What? Yeah. I know people don't love him. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't care too much for his I movies. I love The Rock, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Amy. Um, I am going to go with one of my favorites, Julia Roberts. Okay. Good one. Okay. I have Matthew McConaughey as a first round. I think for the second round, I'm going to go with Denzel Washington. Oh, Good one. yeah. Fantastic. Shoot. Ray. Who's the best looking guy in Hollywood? We all know the answer. It is Brad Pitt. Yeah! Hmm. All right, Morgan, you have the last pick of the second round. Well, he typically plays the voice of God, so Morgan Freeman. Okay. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's good. Solid. Yeah. Okay. Nobody gave me a response there. Uh, okay. One more, one more round to go. We start back with Morgan. Morgan, there are lots of actors on the board. Best leading actor, your draft. Go ahead. Gosh, I don't know if I should go with a female or a male. Oh, okay. Um, R.I.P. Robin Williams. Wow. Interesting pick. Yeah. We can pick dead people? Of course. Sure. Oh. Can we not? Yeah. yeah. There are no rules. Your rules are what you make them. <laughs> Raymundo. It might hurt me, but I think I'll be okay. Not going any women. Give me Will Smith. No. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, I was torn between two people, Will Smith and the person I'm about to say. Okay, well, who's that now? Because Oh, I got somebody else that popped up in my mind. Like, Jim Carrey just popped up in my mind. Am I before you or after no, you? No, you're after, you're after me. Why? I just feel like we're thinking of the same person. Jim Carrey popped up because I do love some Jim Carrey movies, but I'm going to go with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yes. Okay. Amy? Okay, well, now you just made me think of somebody else because you said her. But, I mean, I know sometimes this guy can be a little bit cheesy, but, I mean, his movies are good. <laughs> and Top Gun 2 is coming out soon, <laughs> so I'm going with Tom Cruise. Okay, Eddie, final pick of the draft. <laughs> all right, I can't believe Bonesy left him out there, but I'm stealing him and he's all mine. Give me Adam Sandler. Uh, he's off my list. I didn't, I didn't forget him. His oh, movies yeah. are great. Yeah, I like him. I'm shocked but, you didn't take him. Lead actor. Yeah, I didn't take him. Lunch Lady Land. <laughs> okay, so look at all three. I Go vote at bobbybones.com, but look at all three, right? I think that's the key there because it's a different position, but all our teams are up. That draft was done for you, Heston in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go vote at bobbybones.com we'll, we'll, till the end of the show. Felt good. We hadn't done that in a while. We have not done that in yeah. a while. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. This is Brian in Texas. Who's on the phone? Hey, Brian, what's going on with you? Me and my girlfriend will be together for two years on Saturday. But now she says our relationship's not going anywhere. She wants to move out or she's moving out right now as we speak. Um, because she says I'm not ready to get married or anything, but I'm holding her engagement ring in my hand. <laughs> I was just going to ask her to marry me on Saturday instead of, I don't even know if I want to ask her to marry me anymore now. Ooh, I that's, mean, that's a tough one. I'm surprised she started moving with the ultimatum, not ultimatum first and then the move. I think it's probably come up. Oh, do, uh, okay, let me ask him. 
Hey, Brian, has she told you before, hey, poop or get off the pot? No. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Maybe she doesn't no, even she knows I've been married before, and um, it didn't end well, and I'm not in any hurry to get married again, and she knows that. So, in your mind, did you already want to propose to her? This is my question. Are you yeah. rushing the proposal because of what she's doing, or were you planning to do it anyway? I was planning on asking her on Saturday on our anniversary. And right now, she's already moving her crap. She's packing her car right now as we speak. Because either way, if he does wait and do it or he doesn't now, she's going to think he's only doing it because she's moving out. But isn't that kind of what yep. she's why she's doing it right now? Can we get her on the phone? <laughs> yeah, I feel like is it, hey two is, sides to every story. Brian, is she uh, able to be spoken with? Not really. She's not speaking to anything right now. Yeah, I heard that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Man, this my is favorite rough. part of this call so far, he goes, hey, my first marriage didn't work out. We're like, yeah, we didn't think so. You're here talking about marrying somebody else here. Uh, he said it didn't end so good. Most don't end that good. <laughs> no. If they end. Uh, here's what I would say. You want to marry her. I hate that she jumped you by two days. But don't let her move all the way out. Stop her and say, hey, look, I already have the ring. It's the least romantic way to do this. But right now, you're just executing the plan in a different way. Hey, look, I'm sorry. I don't want you to move out. I obviously love you. Here's the ring I already had. I wanted to do it on Saturday. I do want to spend my life with you. I hate that it's got to this point. Do we need to talk about this? Yes. (laughs) Yes. But I think you have to go to her, right? You already have the ring. Mm -hmm. It's different if you're reacting and you don't have the ring. Yeah, and can you show that you bought the ring like a while ago? It's in his pocket right now, I think. I know, but like, is there some receipt that shows it wasn't a reactionary thing? Like he already had planned to do this on their anniversary. But if he already has the ring, don't you think that's a receipt? Yeah, yeah. no, I want her to see a date. Like, my thing as a woman, if I'm doing that, then I'm like, oh, now he's only doing this. He really, it would mean more to me if he could show me that he had already had this planned out before I gave the ultimatum. You know what I'm talking about? I heard you, but I feel like that receipt is actually having that ring. That mm-hmm. heart, that- yeah, but how do you know when he bought it? When'd you buy the rings, Brian? Amy and I are fighting here about this. Yeah. I need you to, I need you to st- solve our fight. January. Okay, see? That a, would be do helpful. A, do you have a receipt, Brian? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Bust out the receipt. Show her. I've been planning on this. This is what I was going to do for our anniversary. And now look at what you've done. <laughs> oh, that's the best. A shame. Oh, wow. Don't, do Don't do that. <laughs> no, that you, I wouldn't be too good for that. Actually, that's a great way to start a marriage, guys. I was so. demonstrating what not to do. But this yeah. is what I would do. I would stop her because she's probably, heck, cleaned out the pantry by now. Just when you've been talking to us. Oh, do it yeah. right now, live. <laughs> I would stop her and go, hey, look. I don't want you to move out. I love you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to propose to you on Saturday. And then get down on the knee and propose. And then she's going to be like, well, you probably only got the ring. And be like, bam, here's the receipt from January. I've always wanted to. I think if you let her go now, you're just going to let your pride get in the way and you're going to lose it all. Mm-hmm. Don't let your pride get in the way. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be an awkward proposal. But you got to go. It'll be a good story one day. You know? Well, like, thank you. <laughs> How'd you guys get engaged? Well, oh, called radio show. <laughs> uh, Brian, you got to go get her, man. You got to go get her and, and propose before she gets all her stuff packed in the car. It, but I, I don't want to gloss over the fact that at the beginning he said he doesn't know if he now wants to propose anymore. He does. Okay. His pride's hurt. So he's just saying, be, yeah. Okay. I just, I he doesn't want to be challenged. Okay. All right, Brian, if you don't mind, call us and let us know after it happens what happened. All right, everybody feel good? Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> hey, we'll see. I don't feel great about that, gotta say. Yeah, no, I had one of the most satisfying calls oh, and, uh, no. and solutions. 
they have some traffic cameras now that can tell if your seat belt is buckled or if you're on the phone when you're driving. Oh, Ooh. really? Yes. Well, I mean, so how do they see in? Through a traffic camera. Oh, okay, I know, but they can see in that good? They can zoom in on all kinds of oh, stuff. Okay. <laughs> They're deploying new traffic camera technology that can detect if a car's front seat occupants are buckled up or if the driver's using their cell phone. The technology recently completed a real-world evaluation of 4.8 million cars that detected 15,000 cell phone and 2,200 seatbelt infractions. Who's not wearing their seatbelt? That's yeah. crazy. I understand people on their phone. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, people do that. Who's not wearing their seatbelt? My or- dad sometimes like doesn't want to wear a seatbelt. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Does yeah. that not the, feel you know, weird? But back in the day, when people were like, "I'm not wearing a mask," people can't tell me what to do. That was the seatbelt yeah, fight years ago. That's true. That was the. It was the exact same thing. <laughs> How things change, but stay the same. It makes no that sense. That was the argument then. Like we we don't want to wear seatbelts. It's our body, our life. <laughs> and it was a huge. That was the controversy. Mm. Then it became masks. But the cameras use artificial intelligence to analyze the images forward and potential violations. They give them to the authorities. Wow. Hmm. Good and bad. Good because you're like, all right, you need to have a seatbelt on. Don't be on your phone. Bad because it's like, all right, give us a break. Stop sharing everything we do. Yeah. You know what else blows my mind is when I see someone riding a motorcycle without a helmet. In some states, that's <gasps> legal. Yeah. But it's like cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like cool if you get a helmet on. I know, but I'm like, what are you doing? One one little thing and boom, Save your you're life, gone. man. Hey, it's the bugs to me slapping you in the face. Oh, that too. Yeah. Anything. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Priscilla Block shared a story about how one time she was performing on stage at like uh, the Nashville Palace and Randy Travis happened to be in the audience. She was struggling at the time, could barely pay rent. I mean, Randy didn't know all that, but he enjoyed what was going on up there. So he went and bought a jacket from the Nashville Palace. Then he signed it. And then he handed it over to them and said, hey, auction this off to people in the crowd and give all the money to Priscilla and her band. Wow. (laughs) She said it came at like the perfect time because literally she couldn't pay her rent. And that because of that, a simple gesture, it helped her struggling band. You guys may not know who Priscilla Block is because she's brand new, but she's a brand new female artist. She She was on our show months ago whenever she was just blowing up on TikTok. But that's a that's a pretty crazy story. That he- she, oh, and the story just came to me that I was interviewing her for like a red carpet thing for the iHeart Music Awards. And she told me that she was walking down the street in Nashville and was wearing a Taylor Swift shirt. And Taylor Swift drove by and stopped her. And and like she sat, she got a selfie with Taylor because Taylor rolled down the window and was like, hey, I love your shirt. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I saw Nick Jonas do that on TikTok like a week ago. That's cool. Oh. He, some girl was walking her dog with a Jones Brothers shirt. And I was like, hey. <laughs> one time though, I saw somebody in a B-team shirt and I was like, hey, B-team. And they were like, I got this at a thrift store. I don't know who you are, weirdo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I buy oh, yeah, that's awkward. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> so a study found that we hit our peak financial recklessness when we're 22 years old. And it usually takes a rude awakening to get people to pay attention to their finances. Like maybe having a kid or applying for some sort of loan. And then you realize like, oh, whoops, I got to button it up and get it together. So at what age do you think you were most reckless with your money? Uh, Never. I was broke my whole life. So at 22, I I was having to pay rent and bills at 17. So for me, I had to be extremely mature. Now... Now you're a little reckless. I mean, the most because I have disposable income a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm not, I'm still not reckless. Oh, yeah. I mean, for the longest time, too, you overpaid bills and companies finally had to call you and be like, stop, stop. overpaying. I just felt like <laughs> I was going to get fired. And I'm not going to have enough money to pay my bills. So if I overpay them every month, I'll have a couple months of bills already being paid. But then I was told I had to stop doing that. 
All right, what else? So a mom accidentally walked off with someone else's kid at a grocery oh, store. Are there kids? It was like what? an accidental kidnapping. Like she did not mean to take another child, but she was distracted at the grocery store. She was with her toddler and her, her daughter was wearing a dress, a, a, a pink coat and a hat. And the other girl was wearing something similar. And the other mom like had to run up and be like, whoa, 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 that's my kid. They ended up laughing it off like everything was fine. Laughing. But- <laughs> <laughs> no laughing after you that. Grab a kid without she- looking at a face. No, I mean, I think that the little girl came up and was like clinging to her. So she was just like, oh, this must be mine. We're leaving. And then she started to walk off with her. And nobody is in any trouble. But just a good reminder. I'd to investigate always, like- that again. It seemed yeah. a little fishy. <laughs> Bones, sure. I could pick up all my kids blindfold and I'd tell you which one it was. There's no way I can just pick them up and not see their face and be like, no, it's definitely my kid. No, she, she was distracted, Eddie. <laughs> no, it's no. a grocery store. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Okay, so get this. In March of 2020, before the pandemic kicked in, this woman, Suzanne, just started dating this guy, Oliver. She lived in New York. He lived in Canada. But they thought, well, we'll just date and be able to see each other on and off. Well, then two weeks later, the borders shut down. <laughs> so she was in New York. He was in Canada. And they have not been able to see each other this entire time. But they continued dating over Zoom, FaceTime, phone calls, whatnot. And they finally saw each other and were reunited for the first time. He took, like, a train, two buses, two planes. He finally made it to Buffalo to see her again. And they're excited to, you know, give it a go in person. Yes. <laughs> Risky. <laughs> but you this is hope, a movie. I know. You just hope he doesn't put on like oh. 70 pounds or <laughs> have a third foot or something. You know, uh, anything yeah. can happen. Anything Long can time. happen in that time. <laughs> but good for them. I love a good love story. Yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. It took her two planes and a train? It says he took a train, two buses, and two planes to make it to Buffalo. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a little dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> One plane and a rental car, maybe? <laughs> all right. That's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. About 20 minutes away from Miranda Lambert being right here on the Bobby Bone Show. Over to Amy now with the morning corny. The morning corny. Why didn't Han Solo enjoy his steak dinner? Why didn't Han Solo enjoy his steak dinner? It was chewy. (laughs) Chewbacca. That's what he calls Chewbacca. I love it. I'll let it go. I guess that's funny to Star Wars people. Yeah. All right. There you go. That was the morning corny. A lot of listeners are asking about this old Bronco we bought. It broke down on the side of the road and we had a whole issue with it. We took it in to get an emissions test. It failed. Uh Oh, Oh, no. Did you know that when you... No. And then we go to get tags. You have to to get an emissions test to get tags. And we try to get the tags for it. And they're Mm -hmm. like, "You, you can make it an antique. It won't, pass, oh, yeah. it won't pass emissions, but you can make it an antique, but you can only drive it on weekends and holidays. <laughs> what? And parades. <laughs> like, you guys are crazy. This is getting worse and it's worse. It's getting worse. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, I don't know to call out the dealership we got it from. But not, right? No. Okay, you all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Miranda Lambert, in about 10 minutes, a TSA worker posted advice on what to do if you've lost or forgotten your ID when you're flying. Because I think we've all had that nightmare where it's like, I got to get on an airplane. I can't find my wallet. I can't find my driver's license. I mean, I've showed up without my driver's license. What did you have to do? Mm, I think that they let me use a credit card and something else to like prove myself. Maybe my husband is a witness. <laughs> That's all you need to witness? <laughs> oh, wow. I was able to fly, though. 
First of all, they will not accept a photo of your ID, so don't bother. Okay. Oh. Like, don't show them a picture of your ID. Hmm. You should bring two forms of ID that have your name on them. Like, uh, maybe a bill. Mm-hmm. Here, here's a clip of a TikTok video of a, a TSA worker telling us. Go ahead and bring whatever you have with your name on it. If you have a picture of your ID on your phone, sorry, that doesn't help. We can't use it. You could bring a debit card, credit card, certificate, prescription, two forms or something like that with your name on it. If you have absolutely nothing and you can't provide us anything, come early because you have to go through a system so we could verify your identity. What's the process? They beat, yeah. they beat, they beat you? <laughs> Tell me the truth. What? I swear, man, steal my name. Come early. Like, how are they? If you have nothing, how in the world do they identify you? Don't know. FaceTime a bunch of people. Google? Who's this person? Yeah. Oh, they Google you. That's a Google, Google image. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, they can mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff probably. But there you go. That's it. If you do lose it, I always thought you just didn't get to go home. No, yeah, you do. I've made it. Yeah, we heard. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram influencers who don't clearly state if they've edited photos could be fined or imprisoned in Norway due to a new law. What? Especially if it's like an advertisement because they're like, hey, get fit. I'm taking this fit thing. And Mm -hmm. they edit. They don't tell you they edited. Yeah. The, The law also applies to ad posts on other social media platforms like Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat. In Norway, advertisers and influencers paid by advertisers will have to clearly label Instagram posts if they've been retouched. I mean, jail seems harsh. I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah, feel I mean, like so they should just... have to be acknowledged, that the retouching should have to be acknowledged. Okay. It's just like a societal rule because it sets unfair expectations on people. Like, hey, look how fit I am. And they've, mm-hmm. they've trimmed up their waist and it's not real. I mean, I, but does that extend across all platforms of like, print ads because I feel like those are assume, touched up. I would okay. assume. The weird thing about Caitlin too, I was reading, someone was like, oh, we know she edits our pictures. She doesn't care enough about Instagram to edit her pictures. She's never, she doesn't know how to edit anything. She may put a filter on something, barely. That's different. Yeah. But she doesn't, someone's like, we know she edits her. her and I told her, she we was know. like, <laughs> she was like, I never edited a dang thing. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even want to be an influencer. Mm-hmm. She has a bunch of followers because she's my fiance. And that's pretty much it. They were getting on her too on the internet because like, she lived in LA before here. She was like, yeah, I went to grad school out there because my brother was living out there. Mm-hmm. What? She was like, I went back to get my master's and I picked a college where my brother lived oh boy. so I could go out there. She, Man, they they pound her on the internet for almost no reason. I say almost because I think people get irritated at me sometimes. They pound her because oh. they don't like me. <laughs> That's all, a tiny reason. Almost, yeah. <laughs> I did see on Facebook, uh, a listener said this. It's about Mayor of Easttown, which is on HBO Max. She goes, since the Bye Bone Show hyped it up, I thought I'd give it a go. Started watching it. Midway through the first episode, I kept wondering why they weren't doing a better job introducing the plot or the characters, but I just kept watching. When I watched the next episode, I realized I accidentally watched the final episode first. Oh. So Eddie didn't ruin the ending for me. My stupidity <laughs> ruined the ending for me. That's great. I watched the show on Amazon, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, after, oh. after it won Emmys. Is that good? And I was like, I cannot wait to watch this show. And I watched it, and I, just, I watched three episodes. I was like, I don't get it. Oh, oh wow. No, you I don't watched get it for it. season three. I started season three, <laughs> episode one. Oh. And, I then, even, okay. and then I already knew what was happening then, so I never started season one. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I'm an idiot too. And I was like, you don't get the first three episodes? <laughs> on the Bobby Bones Show now. Miranda Lambert. Miranda, how are you? Hi, I'm good. You have another song, and it feels like now, because I know there was what some were saying was kind of like a, a, a dry span for number ones for you, even though your music was killing it. Do you feel like you're in a different groove than the groove you were in prior? Yeah, I'm like, I you know, was surprised and happy about Bluebird, but um, 
settling down, coming in behind, it's like, I don't know, feels like a, a little fresh start because it was like an eight year gap for for chart positioning. You're right, though. I was still putting out tons of music, but I like sitting here talking about it for sure. Yeah. Well, and you deserve to talk about it, too. And, and I don't mean that as insulting in any way, but because, again, you put out a record that dominated everything. But it was like for some reason radio and it's like I talk about them because I don't really pick music. But for some reason, radio wasn't playing those songs as still that record was probably the biggest record of your career. Am I making any sense at all? Yeah, absolutely. It didn't make sense. I think it was just like the formatting at the time or, you know, it was that time where it was pretty much all men for a little bit. And we all talked about it. And I'm so glad that part of the conversation is over because it's kind of balancing back out. But, yeah, I don't know what it was just something was off. And I just had a gap there for a minute. If I were to go to your new bar... How likely is it that I see you? Because every time I look online, I feel like I see you there. Do you just go once and take like a thousand pictures in different clothes and I go like, hey, load this up there? Or do you actually just swing by there randomly? I've been sneaking by there. Like my parents were in town last weekend and I took them and um, we had Sunday fun day there, which turned into, it was supposed to be like lunchtime Sunday fun day and it turned into all day Sunday fun day. And John Party stopped by and we ended up two-stepping in so I mean honestly it's really nice because I have a place I can go and be part of what's going on on Broadway but it's in like a a little bit of a safe environment they've got an area for me to get to go be part of it but like you know it's fun to have a spot and I love the food and drinks so um yeah it's really it's been a blast I see everybody getting back out on the road are you going to be announcing any things soon where you're like here I am I'm I'm about to hit it again we're going to go back out next year and do our, our own thing. But this year I'm back on fair and festival duty. I saw a clip of you and your husband singing karaoke or maybe it was a picture. No, it was a clip. And then you talk about going out. Does he sing at all? Or was that just for fun? Like, would he come out on a stage show and sing with you? He would. Should he? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, he loves it. My, my, one of my best friends is, is sings background with me, Gwen. And she was like, we should get Brendan up to do a song with us. And I was like, He'll never leave the stage if he gets up there. Like he's just one of those naturally like fun, loves entertaining people. And so we did some, we did karaoke at the Casa Rosa opening. We did Grease, two Grease songs. And he can sing okay, but he's more about the performance. He just loves it. Let's talk about selling down for a second. Uh, you wrote this with Natalie Hemby and Luke Dick. And I'm always curious about when, when you walk into the room that day, did someone already have this idea of walking in? You know, kind of give me the genesis of Settling Down as the songwriter. I think the day we wrote Settling Down, I had written that in my phone, like Settling Up or Settling Down. But I think the day that we wrote that is the day I actually walked in there and told him that I got married because I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> and so, um, you know, Natalie's a longtime friend of mine and Luke's a newer friend of mine. But I think that song was based around me just going I did something crazy. (laughs) So it's kind of funny that, you know, and it's actually Brendan's favorite song on the record. And he's the one that was pushing, pushing, trying to get this to be a single. So I have to give him credit for that. If you demand that the song is a single, will the record company just go, you got it, Miranda? Or if they're like, this is just not like who wins that that battle? I usually don't win a lot of those battles, um, but I also stopped fighting them because like, you know, I can also, I've had moments where I'm like, surely this is a hit. And then it's guys at 24. So like, I don't, I, I believe that they have to do the work for it. They're the ones out there, you know, boots on the ground, like promoting this thing. So I trust when they say we really believe in this one and, um, you know, but I have my opinions and sometimes win or lose, but, um, you know, tequila does was a song that I wanted to be out, but I wasn't sure about 
radio playing it. So it has had its own other moments going on too. So I kind of won in that way, I guess, <laughs> that battle. With Tequila Does, the new remix is out. Um, what, what was uh, the reason to kind of make this song a little different? Um, I've never done a remix before. And I went to a, I did a private show and um, I was just doing my regular country version of it. And um, everybody was dancing their asses off. So Tequila Does, the regular version. And I've might have been under the influence of alcohol after the show, but I would call my manager. She was there actually. And I was like, we should do a remix and see if that's anything. And so she followed up on it and um, we did it with my friend. It's telemetry, but um, my new friend, Jesse Frazier. And um, I loved it. I was like, this is fun. It wasn't actually a remix. I had to recut it because we didn't cut it to a click track. And so um, it was just basically a fresh little summer vibe. I don't know what we had to lose. Sounds, sounds fun to me. Where in your set list do you play uh, house that built me halfway through does the is that when the crowd gets the quietest or sings the loudest they sing the loudest they really do and you know like i still cry on that one like certain nights it'll hit me hard like especially if i'm playing at home like when i was playing billy bob's a couple of months ago my whole family was in the crowd and i had and i hadn't been to billy bob's in so long but i kind of started there and so I went into the first line and instantly started bawling. The crowd sang the whole song, which is, it's really cool to have songs in your, in your catalog that, that are that moving. Do you think you could start the song and really end the crowd sing the entire song if you just played the chords? They have, they do. Um, they helped me through it for sure. Um, it's a great song, you know, I, don't, I didn't write it, but I'm so thankful I got my hands on it because it's been such a staple for my career all these years. Miranda Lambert's on with us right now. Uh, what are you watching right now that's, that, that's any good that you would recommend to our listeners? I'm on the Harry Potters for the first time in my life. <laughs> and I'm on this, the last movie we have left to watch. And my, my husband and I had a trade. He watched Lonesome Dove and Tombstone and I watched Harry Potter. So we had a deal. <laughs> so I, I've never seen Harry Potter either. So tell me as someone who's just experiencing it as an adult, is it still wonderful or was it wonderful for kids? It's pretty wonderful. I mean, the books were, I couldn't get into the books, but now that I've seen the movies, I probably could go back because it is hard to start in your 30s, start on the Harry Potters, but the movies are pretty great. Miranda, congratulations. Always good to talk to you. Uh, just so much. I would say, you know, good luck with all the success, but you you basically own everything, all success in all ways. So uh, well, also, thank you. For... Uh, I'm excited for your wedding and I wish you all the happy happiness on that day and moving forward because everybody knows it's a hard road. <laughs> But I hear you talking about it all the time, and it sounds like the plans are made. So. Well, I was feeling pretty good until you already know it's a hard road. I felt, I felt like she's like, hey, good luck. It's going to be great. Hey, hey, it's going to suck sometimes. Those, I'm not sugarcoating. Like, marriage is it's a great road. It's a, a good friendship, but it's it work. If it's work, and it's worth it. So then let me ask you one question about that, because it's not like you've been married 20 years. Like, you're freshly into a marriage here. What, My second what's the, one, Bobby. Okay, but still <laughs> – you're still freshly into this marriage. What's the hardest thing about the first year or two years of being married? Um, I heard you on that show the other day talking about the in-law situation, um, that you're in like honeymoon phase with your in-laws. <laughs> I thought it was normal phase. I thought there's going to be awesome always. No, that's a real thing. It might change a tune. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, thank you, Miranda. Good to talk to you, and hopefully I'll see you soon. Okay, see you later. All right, bye-bye. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. 
there was a 4th of July parade in a little town in Missouri, and the martial arts guys, the karate guys, were on a float. And one of the instructors looks down at some of the crowd members, and they're like, oh, my gosh, somebody's, like, passed out. So they look, and they check for a pulse. There's no pulse. Somebody is, their heart has stopped completely. So the instructors jump off. One starts doing CPR. The other one starts assisting. Next thing you know, the guy's alive, and they saved his life. Did you watch the soccer match where that happened? Yes, I was watching that live. Was that England? Was he on the England team? Denmark. Okay, I knew it because they're in the finals, right? Yes. Well, I, they just lost. Oh, they did. They just lost. Okay. Well, Amy, did you see this? No. Basically died on the on screen. Crazy. And they kept cameras on him as they were <gasps> they resuscitating him. Mm. I mean, but they did resuscitate him. They they showed CPR and everything happening, and then he came back to life. Amazing. He's they're, alive and well. They Amy. were like, he's down. In America, we'd cut off that crap. That's right. We wouldn't have shown them like down. But they, they were pretty much doing play-by-play while it was happening. It was, it was the dangest thing. You're going, what, shouldn't they? T- t-? It's like when a streaker runs on the field, if they'd have kept the camera on them the whole time and like commentated. But this was like far more serious than oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then he came back to life, and he, yeah. they saved him, just like that story. I'm, I'm liking all these CPR save life stories now because I saw that live. But you also are trained in CPR. That's true. Because you're foster kids. Do you kind of hope one day you get to use it? No. No, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. You never want to be in that situation. Well, that's how you're different than Lunchbox. I feel like he would just be aching. <laughs> no way. All right, that's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go talk to Robbie in California. Robbie, you're on the show. What's happening, bud? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Hi. How you doing? We're doing pretty good, man. <laughs> I've seen you on TV with my good friend uh, Giuseppe Panisi yesterday on The Pioneer. Oh, so on an episode of Breaking Bobby Bones, I had to go do some some deep net fishing out off San Francisco. I vomited for two days. Ooh, I don't think back fondly of that episode. If And I don't know if any of our listeners have ever been on a cruise. I have not. But as soon as I got on and that boat started shaking, I vomited. And then as soon as we got further out and the boat started shaking more, I vomited more. And then I continued to vomit for two days. And as you know, if you get bad car sick, I get so car, car sick uh, riding passenger, sometimes driving, which is weird. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Sometimes, go, sometimes going down an elevator, I'll get car sick. If I'm not focused on a number on a button and I'm going down an elevator, I get queasy. And so it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I'm scrolling my phone and I'm walking, Whoa. I will get car sick. Does anyone out there have it as bad as I do? Maybe it's because my vision is so bad. I only have one eye that works. Yeah, that could be related. I'm not sure that it is. I like to assign blame to things. Mm-hmm. But I only have one eye that works, so I think maybe there's a balance issue. So, But I get car sick or motion sick at everything. Went out on this fishing boat. It was an episode of Breaking Bobby Bones. It's uh, I don't know if it's on Disney Plus yet, but it aired last week on Nat Geo. And just vomited to the point where I couldn't even see straight to think. Like you're thinking... But you're so ill that there's nothing you can do about it. Also, forgot I had a collar on. Hold on a minute. Let me go back to him. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, Robbie. So you saw the <laughs> you saw the episode, and what you think? As a matter of fact, I'm at the, I'm just pulling into my warehouse at Pier 45, where you set sail from right now. Oh, nice. That's where the boat is. The boat was up here in San Francisco. Uh, I thought it was good. I think you did a great job. Uh, I commercial fished a little bit myself, and I'm very close with the Pelosi family. And uh, what you did was no easy task. Well. It, it was definitely difficult. Was really proud of what we were able to do after the show for him. That whole show is about giving back. You know, I know the hook is the stunt, but there's just there's a little stunt thing that I do on there. But mostly, it's about people that have gone through a lot and that we give back to. So we did two more last night, which is fantastic. It was the only episode I had to get pulled from. You guys can watch that. It's just, it's just 
What what a trip. Only one more week of the show left. So next week are the final two, and that's the one where I have to go out and fight bears and wolves in Montana. <laughs> but was the possum really cute in person? No. Oh, you thought last night's? Yeah. No. No, it looks so cute, They're disgusting. Though. Why was its paws bloody, though? Uh-oh. I don't know. Oh, what do you mean? When? I don't know. They look, maybe they were just pink. When? To me. I, well, where, where were they bloody? I was looking at a picture you posted on Instagram. Oh, like so a- this is what happened. So <laughs> in last night's episode, I had to go under and find skunks and possums. And But what had happened was th- this guy I was with who lives right here, he saves, he doesn't kill them. He used to work at a job where they were like, hey, you need to kill these animals. And he's like, I'm not doing this. So all I'm doing, I'm finding the animals, and we took them back out into the forest and let them go. Yay. But what happened was, once you put them in that cage, sometimes they start popping mm-hmm. the cage with their paw to yeah. get out. Okay. That's probably what it was. Makes sense. But we let that possum out of the cage last night. That thing runs off three feet, turns around, looks at me, and starts coming back at me. <laughs> He's like, what are you, what I are you here? I started running backward. <laughs> you probably saw the woods, Bones. Like, what do you want me to do out here? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to the neighborhood. He's like, I need a crawl space. <laughs> That's skunks. Um... Thank you for the call. Thank you guys so much for all your support. The first eight episodes are on Disney+. Plus. We have one more week of it next week. If you could watch, that would be great. Um, hopefully we get to do a season two. I don't know where we are in that. It's an expensive show to produce. It was getting great ratings. I know July 4th, we didn't get that good of ratings because, well, I don't think people were at home yeah. on July 4th. No. We looked yeah. at the numbers and we're like, oh, July 4th didn't do that good. And I was like, well... I didn't even watch it July 4th. We were watching fireworks. <laughs> Maybe people could go back as their retro yeah. because that was such a special episode. Yeah. So uh, thank you all. I just uh, appreciative. And that's all for now. Let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Richard Branson reached space on a test flight for Virgin Galactic before going back to Earth and touching down safely Sunday. Did you watch any of the clips? Amazing. Yes. Did yeah. you think it was amazing? I did. I thought it was amazing. And I was like, wow, I might, I maybe changed my perspective of going to space one day. I thought it was cool, but unless you're going to the moon, I ain't that impressed. <laughs> what? But to still make it up there I to get where you're it. looking back at Earth? My head says that was cool, but I've already seen people go to the moon. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you got to go to the moon right away. I don't know. Space is pretty cool. He was floating I around. agree. It was cool. I love it. Like, can't get enough of it. But I've already seen people go to the moon. <laughs> so for me, it's tough to go, wow, mind blown. Okay. Because I've seen people go further than that already on a rocket ship. It's cool. I think it's great. And what it's going to do, like Elon Musk, what he's doing. Right. This is per- these are people spending their own money to figure this crap out. I think it's the government. This is Jeff Bezos. This is Richard Branson. That's, it's, it really is great for what we're going to do. For, for, this is the first step in many. Unless you're one small step for man and you're on <laughs> Mars, it's going to be hard to impress me at this point. Okay. But it was cool to see. Very. Because it was the first time someone had done this. Uh, Richard Branson, who earned his pilot's license. By the way. Well, he wasn't piloting this, though. <laughs> well, he was up in the front, wasn't he? Yeah, he's up there uh, flying well, it. I, yeah, I think there's... Okay. He tested the astronaut cabin experience. He and the crew experienced zero gravity. Here is his message from space. Once the zero gravity thing would be awesome, though. See, <laughs> just in general, I'd like to go to one of these. Can well, they like, yeah, you can go. You can go to y'all. Yeah, go to space camp. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, kids. I'm the old guy here. <laughs> yeah. Eat some uh, dehydrated ice cream. Here is the message from Zero Gravity, Richard Branson. To all you kids down there, I was once a child with a dream, looking up to the stars. Now I'm an adult in a spaceship. 
with lots of other wonderful adults looking down to our beautiful, beautiful Earth, to the next generation of dreamers. If we can do this, just imagine what you can do. Yay! Those people behind him are drunk, I think. <laughs> Sounds like a party. Yeah, they're high on anti-gravity. Here he is talking about the successful flight. Everything I'd envisioned it would be and a thousand times better. I mean, it's absolutely impossible to, give it, you know, to describe it unless you're actually doing it. From uh, naught to 3,000 miles an hour in eight seconds to getting into space and the, the, the complete silence, the complete beauty outside. Uh, and then just at the end of it, just unbuckling and then just taking off and floating and looking out through these enormous windows at, at our beautiful earth with a wonderful wonderful team of people pretty cool don't get it twisted i think it's cool but for me to come in eyes wide open like wow i've seen people go to the moon okay fun fact oh i like a fun okay it's not wait it's only monday i know it's not even friday this is like bonus <laughs> yeah. okay so did you you know on the the spacecraft there's like a it looks like an eye like an iris Painted on there. Okay. Did you know? You'll you'll see it now that you know that it's there. That's actually Stephen Hawkins' eye. They well, took not, it and blew it up. I know. It's, it's not a, actually it. It's, it's a like picture a painting of it. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on there, blown up. But it doesn't look like an eye from afar. But if you look up close, you see it's his eye, and he's actually the one that named the spacecraft too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Next story. <laughs> it is cool. I agree. <laughs> but it, you know what would have been real cool if they had seen some aliens over there? It's like they had got some pictures of something they couldn't mm, explain. Yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, the age-old question is finally answered. Why do dogs circle before they hit number two? There are a couple of theories. But there's a new one, and I'm telling you, it ain't true for my bulldog. The first one is they think that dogs need that 360-degree look to make sure that no, nothing's going to attack them before they get in that vulnerable mm. position. That I can, I'm down with. Makes sense. Stanley's got his one spot. He goes. He does a little circle. Beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. That's what he does. The other one, they say, is a strong belief in the magnetic field theory. This one claims that dogs use the force of Earth magnetic fields to choose their bathroom place, presuming the north-south axis of the Earth. No. Zero percent <laughs> chance. I know. At least not with my dog. He does not care anything about a north-south axis of anything. Um, so, But they do have to get in an extremely vulnerable position to use the bathroom. I mean, so do we. Think about when someone walks in on you and you're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> How vulnerable do you feel right then? If they wanted to attack you then, mm-hmm. you're dead. Why? What are you going to do? You're get sitting on a toilet. Them. You wouldn't. First, you'd be like, hold on, man. Let me, let me. <laughs> I can put my pants up real quick. <laughs> no, I can put my pants up. I got to do a little, little cleaning back there. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a lose-lose for both people. That's that's one of the rare situations in life where everybody loses. If someone leaves a door unlocked and you open it and you walk in and someone's sitting on the toilet, you both just lost. Nobody gained anything and you both are worse. For- the person in the bathroom lost more. You know what? I don't know about that because anytime, a couple of times in my life, I've walked in on someone sitting down. I'm like, oh my God. And I walk out and then I'm embarrassed to even look them in the eyes for the next year. Mm. A year? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> You both lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, in the news, a lottery drawing comes up zero, zero, zero. Ooh. Nearly 10,000 tickets win. Wow, people, a lot of people pick that. Mm-hmm. The North Carolina Education Lottery said Friday afternoon, the pick three resulted in 9,307 tickets winning. The top prize is 250 bucks for a 50-cent ticket, 500 bucks for a $1 ticket. And so they hit... Uh, Everybody wins. Dang. Can you imagine you finally win the lottery and you have to split it with yeah, 9,000 people? No good. <laughs> I can't because that's what would happen to me. Yeah. That is what would happen. Mm. To me.
Bones. I never watch movies, but watched a few movies. I watched the Tomorrow War on Amazon, which is a big Chris Pratt movie. Way too long. Great premise. Pretty good movie. I give it three and a half aliens. Hmm. Anybody else watch Tomorrow War in the in the room? Morgan, you did? Yeah, I did. Thoughts? It was very long. I, I wasn't as confused as everybody said that I would be. I like really enjoyed it. People but, told you you'd be confused? Well, yeah, like everybody was talking about it online. They were like, it's super confusing. And I was like, well, I, I wasn't confused. I didn't think I wasn't that confused either. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like pretty straightforward, but I was definitely like, this could have been like an hour and a half long movie. Mm-hmm. What do you give it? Uh, three out of five. Yeah. Creepy aliens. I love future movies, time travel movies. I kind of like alien movies, so I gave it three out of five. Uh, so we're trading movies, though. So because we watched The Tomorrow War, Caitlin wanted to watch Father of the Bride, which I'd never seen. Oh, Steve Martin. so good. Is I give it three out of five veils. What? Uh. That's it? Three? It just doesn't hold up. It's pretty good. And Steve Martin's one of my favorite people ever, one of my favorite books I've ever you know, read. But... It just doesn't really hold up. Wow. You read Father of the Bride? No, but I read no. Born Standing Up three yeah. times. Oh, his book. Yeah. His book. <laughs> I love Steve Martin. But like, Caitlin. I watch his clips from the 70s, just yeah. on and on. Um, so we watched that, and I give that three out of five veils. For today, hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sure in 91 when it came out, I'd have been like, 100 tuxedos! <laughs> Gosh, especially with you getting married, like, I just thought you'd feel it a little more. No, I'm judging it for what it was. Mm. Amy, I can I can separate myself from the art. Okay. <laughs> and then I watched Black Widow. And I tell you, I know you guys watched it. I didn't think it was that good. Really? Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, I, I give it what? I give it three out of five Avengers. Oh. Wow. Mm. Just Wait, thought, look at you. I thought it was slow. Thought it's fine. You just handed out three threes. No, like three out of five, three point five, three point five, and three. Hmm. Oh. Okay. But I thought it was fine. I did not think it was great. I think and I love the Avengers. By the way. Love the Avengers, love superhero movies, loved WandaVision, loved whatever, Loki. One more episode of that. Now, that show's awesome. Yeah. Didn't love um, the, the Black Widow. Thought it was fine. No. You watched it? You liked it? Yeah, I liked it. My daughter liked it. We were fans. We gave it four out of five. Okay. Okay. Well, give it five out of five. See? Why? Well, I don't think I'm going to give it a five. Also, a little too long. Why do yeah. we have to make movies two and a half hours Very long? long? Make but- them an hour and a half and give us two. Just stop cutting halfway through and be like, all right, that's the end of the first movie. Now let's start shooting the second movie. Yeah. Golly, man. You know, I, do, I will look at the times of movies and be like, do I even want to watch that? And if it's over two hours, I have to go, I don't have enough time right now, but do I want to stop and watch again later? Mm-hmm. Crazy. I want to watch a 15-second TikTok. That's all I have a time for right now. <laughs> You watch it, Eddie? I did, I yeah. did. And my thing is we watch Friday night movies with pizza and stuff, and most of the time I fall asleep. I did not fall asleep during Black Widow, which to me is great. And I enjoyed the movie, Bones. I give it four and a half. The wow. girl who plays her sister, is she really Russian? I don't think so. Because the accent was not very no. good. No, <laughs> no. Okay, Black Widow. We don't go from Russia. I was like, that doesn't even sound Russian. It's direct to me. We got motorcycle and we don't I don't, I've heard like Rocky Four. Sure. He was Russian. If, if he dies. He, he dies. <laughs> so he really was Russian? Nah, he's German. Nah, he's, he's also oh, faking it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, movie Mike, you saw Black Widow. Your thoughts? Uh, good, not great. Not one of the best Marvel movies I've seen, but I thought it was worth the wait. It's, if you have Disney Plus, it was twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. You had to pay for it. Yeah. Which again, I was like, I gotta pay for something. For something. But 
it was going to be at the movies. Right. And I'd rather watch it at home for 25, 29 bucks than drive to the movies. Oh, I would have spent more because we made popcorn at home. So if I would have bought popcorn at the theater, like I would have spent more than that at the movie theater. So I was fine with it. So Black Widow, good. I saw it crushed. And then here's what I did. Over on Disney Plus, because that's where Breaking Bobby Bones is, they have trending and you can see all the biggest shows that are trending. And I was like, let me go look over and see where Breaking Bobby Bones is on the trending list. I mean, hopefully it was good. And I click it and the, the top 10 things... It's like Black Widow and nine kids cartoons. Oh, mm. not Breaking Bobby Bones? No, but it's like, I guess most people just watch that for kids. They just keep it on for their kids all the time. A lot of Disney cartoons, yeah. Yeah. And my feelings weren't really hurt because it was a bunch of kids cartoons. <laughs> if it was like Anthony Bourdain, or no, um, who's the guy that's on before me? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The really Uncharted. cool. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. L- love that guy. If it was him, I'd have been like, oh, he got me. But it was like, Pookie goes to the playhouse. But dude, you got to think it's cool. After everyone watched Black Widow, your face was on Disney+. Plus. Like, Huh? Oh, I mean, it comes on. Like, as soon as the movie's over and then it goes to the main screen, it was Breaking Bobby Bones. I, I wonder that's if that's true. for you. Because for you. No way. They, just, they know you're my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Eddie wants to see this. They're listening. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so that, those are our movie reviews. By the way, Loki, the final episode's out Wednesday. It's the. It might be the best one. Really? You One. loved uh, the WandaVision. WandaVision. It took a minute to get into. Okay. Uh, what do you have on your paper? You- I was just, I had an article that said that Loki had the biggest Marvel series Disney Plus premiere, like so far, like 731 million minutes of viewing time. Whatever but that, that means. means nothing to me. It's like during July 4th, there were 17 billion hot dog buns <laughs> consumed. And I'm like, but what does that mean for me? Break it down per person. I don't know what that means. Yeah. And you could also be making that up. How do you know? Uh-huh. Do you have- 42 <laughs> jillion chicken wings were eaten on I, New Year's Eve. I always fall for those. I'm like, man, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a lot. Because <laughs> you can also just make up anything you want. True. All right, hit us. Oh, I got, let me grab, I promise calls. I know I got to go to break, but I'm not doing it. Uh, I promise some calls. This is Treva in Kansas. Hi, Treva. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, studio. Good morning. morning. Um, so earlier I was talking about or listening to you talk about motion sickness and vomiting. And I think maybe you suffer from vertigo. Um, possibly. I don't know what that is. But if, if there's a chance I suffer from it, I probably do. IBS, <laughs> vertigo, color blindness, all of it. In your ear, like with your equilibrium, like don't you have a lot of allergy issues? I do. Like a feeling of seasickness, car sickness, like getting like any little... Like, I have it really bad. Um, when I'm in a camper, like, even the motion of a camper, for the next, like, two or three days, I'll feel that motion sickness or, like, getting off of a boat. I can't do it. A camper if it's still, like, parked? Like, yeah, even just a little bit of balance <laughs> um, off of a boat. Like, any small, like, similar to an elevator, just yeah. a small movement under your feet, and then you feel like you're just woozy or just your head's spinning. But I get, I get that motion sickness, whatever I do. Sometimes walking and scrolling my phone. It's just it's terrible. Well, you should go to the doctor for that. Vertigo, honestly, out. popped in my you mind, too. I've been then... to so many doctors about so many things. Uh-huh. I had all my brain stuff that I was in every week. Well, then I'm sure they looked for vertigo. I got a cat. So here's a story. i I never been to a chiropractor. And no offense to anybody that's a chiropractor, because forever I didn't believe in them, because I was just told not to believe in them. And I was always like, that's something the rich people do. Go to chiropractors. I don't even want to go to the doctor. Didn't know a dang thing about chiropractors. And so, Caitlin has, Caitlin loves this chiropractor that comes over and like does her, something in her hip is messed up. And she just believes in it. And I'm like, well, 
Caitlin's way smarter than I am. And I've always been anti, but for dumb reasons, because I'd not, I don't know anything about it. Chiropractor comes over and I said, I've got this calf injury that I have not been able to shake for a year. And it's in the muscle. And she's like, well, let me uh, take a look. Let me see what's up. And she does some stuff and like, crack, crack, crack. Not even cracks really, just like moves stuff around. And then she like pets it. She's like, oh yeah, you should be good there. And I said, I had this injury in my shoulder from Dancing with the Stars two years ago that I cannot shake. I've been to the doc. I had the cortisone shot me all the time just to get through the show. She's like, let me look at it. Lines me up. Does that, you know, hits me on the butt with a paddle. What? No, that didn't happen. I'm just kidding at that. <laughs> whatever. And so whatever. She goes, you should be mostly better, you know, but not all the way, but this should help a little bit because you're not healing because your body's not lined up. And I, I could not have rolled my eyes any harder. Like, I remember looking at the top of my skull. That's how I'd up there. Like, I remember seeing it. I was like, dang, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It, said, it says made in China up there in the small letters. And so I, I was like, okay, whatever. We go and we play full court basketball like two days later. I don't even feel my calf. It doesn't hurt. Hallelujah chorus. Unbelievable. And this is a skeptic. And I don't know why people do or don't like chiropractors. I just always thought that's what people did that were fancy. And I went to one, my calf, it does not hurt at all. My shoulder, it does not hurt at all. This one, I hurt my other one. But it is, it is <laughs> unbelievable. I can, Amy, I couldn't believe it. It's been a year in pain and it, it works now. Well, no, I'm so glad. I mean, I've gone to chiropractors. I'm pretty sure everyone in this room made fun of me. It's fine. I probably did. Yes. Look at me. <laughs> See, You'd be like, you can oh, change. What's this woo-woo stuff? I, but no, you were doing stuff like holding a jar of honey and then saying a chant. Your stuff was weird. No. But mine, you know it's true. So, but yeah, fix it up. It's unbelievable. So anyway, my point about this is, because I, you know, paid the 50 bucks or whatever the price was to get that thing fixed. And so we're watching Tomorrow War, where people from the future come back and go, come back in time and go, hey, the war in 30 years is really bad. We need some of you guys to go into the future and fight. And I'm like, Kaylin, that can happen. And she looks at me in the eyes and she goes, so you believe in this, but not chiropractors. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's how we'll end the bit. Thank you very much. No classier guy, no smarter guy in country music when it comes to performing and fans than Garth Brooks. Like, the gold standard, and not as a legacy act. Still. Yeah, he was he's a legacy. But still, he does things where I'm like, hey, Garth Brooks, man, like, I think he's going to make it. <laughs> There's a story where he's talking about how he pulls people from the very back rows and puts them in the front. Because he leaves front row seats open, some of them open during shows. Do you know why he does it? Well, I mean, I would assume because he wants someone who was still wanting to be there, but in the very back row to get to experience like an awesome ticket seat that they otherwise maybe couldn't afford. Kind of. Okay. Not really the the affording part of it, but more so he said, hey, they go up in the upper decks, they, they give away front row seats, and they come down, and it's people who, they were going to sit in the upper deck and be dialed into the show. So imagine how dialed in they're going to be. Well, let's be honest. A lot of people in front row seats are just front row seats because they got a little money and they're just yeah. looking around to be like, ooh, look who's here. Look look where I can be. So it's mostly when he's performing to make sure that vibe is still people who really want to be there and watch the show. Because sometimes the fancy pants get up front and they're kind of like, hey, Georgia, give me some caviar, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool. And it's also cool he leaves them open. I did hear something on the radio because he's doing these stadium shows all over. He's doing Vegas, he's doing Nashville. Maybe he already did Vegas. He's doing, you know, Carolina. And when he does it in a football stadium, he sells out the arena in like, I don't know, 10 seconds. 
but then they hold the tickets, like a thousand tickets for the sidelines, and then they sell them later. It'd be pretty cool to stand on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. Garth Brooks was doing a show, wasn't it? Yeah. You guys, if you haven't been to a Garth show and you get the chance, you have to go. It's just the best show. At one point, Amy, Eddie, and I went to Little Rock to watch him. My favorite Garth Brooks song is If Tomorrow Never Comes. And he has his guitar, and it's just him. The band, I think they took a nap or something. I'm not sure. They go away to have some lunch. It's lunch break. And he goes, and his sometimes late at night. And he does. And then that's all he played. And the crowd goes, I lie awake and watch her sleep. And he goes, yeah. And so he strums one more time. You lost some peaceful dreams. And then the crowd sings the rest of it. And then he takes his guitar off and lays it down. He's not playing guitar. He's not singing. The only thing he's doing for rhythm is taking his hand and hitting his chest with it. So, so the crowd has like a metronome <laughs> yeah, or some, some sort of guidance on when to sing the words. The crowd sang the whole song. So either A, Garth Brooks is the greatest live entertainer of all time, or B, he had a sore throat. I'm not <laughs> sure which one it was. But either way, it's amazing. Yeah, it was it's an awesome. amazing moment. So if you get a chance, aside from it just being Garth Brooks, like you take a lesson in live performance. There's only a few artists that I... Listen, everybody here, we're in the land of giants when it comes to country music. We're lucky enough to have all these friends. Sometimes I get jaded, I'll be honest with you, where I'm like, all right, another person, sing a song, the end. But sometimes somebody comes out and is just so good as a live performer, you're like, okay, I get it. Garth, Keith Urban, um, Chris Jansen on a smaller level, because he doesn't have all the hits that those guys do. But that guy... it's like you shot him out of a cannon. Yeah, his live performance is insane. And it's every one. It's yeah. every live performance. And it's it's not like he just gets in a good mood one night. Like that guy, you're like, what is he on? You know what? Nothing. Nothing. Maybe Mountain Dew. Yeah, Mountain Dew. There for a while he was There for a while he was drinking a lot of those Starbucks. Uh, so he has like a Starbucks thing he was drinking like two or three a day. <laughs> well, it's mostly maybe caffeine. But there are just a few people when they perform, you go... And that's, I'm not saying sounding good, because you go watch Stapleton, and he sounds just like he does on the record. Mm-hmm. But Stapleton's not a big, all-over-the-place performer. But nobody's going to sound better than Stapleton does. So it's pretty cool that we get to know you know, these artists, and some of them, even in the land of giants, are even bigger giants, and it's crazy to watch. Who to you have you, have you seen live? And you're like, well, holy crap, people are good. But that's great. Well, I mean, obviously, we're talking about Garth Brooks, so I would say that. But um, I agree. I mean, we've seen so many different artists that, like, you, you don't have to pick okay, anybody. Like, it's not necessarily always my vibe, but like Jason Aldean live in concert is. I mean, he he obviously has a lot of amazing hits, but you know, there's the fire and the and his so, is very he's around very rock. Him. He, he's not doing a lot, right? But, <laughs> but he does have a great show. He has a great yeah. show. Yeah, like you know. But I also can watch George Strait sit on a stool for three hours, and I'd be fine. Eddie and I so. went to one of those. I got a little bored. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I loved it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do much. And I like George. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I'm a Garth guy more than I am a George Strait guy, but I do like George Strait a lot. We went to a show. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, he, he, the most he moves, he's got four mics on the cor- every corner of the stage, and the most he moves is from one mic 
to the other mic, to the other mic, to the other mic, and that's all he does. And if that's what your expectation is, you're not disappointed. Right. And I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> so, you know who's been in here like a million times and always great? Obviously, Thomas Rhett's amazing, but I had never been to one of his headlining tour, like arena shows, and I went a couple of years ago, I guess it was, and I, it, I was thoroughly entertained. Like, it was amazing. Like, he worked the stage, he had the horns and the whole, like, different guest artists that were coming in and joining him. Like, it was a really good show. Eddie, do you want to put on the list? I like Tim McGraw, man. Like, to me, remember when he was playing iHeart uh, Festival, and he was just, like, in the back, like, getting ready to warm up? Like, he couldn't talk to anyone. And as soon as it came out, it was like, truck, yeah, Yeah, he pyro. does that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Like, that truck, yeah, the entrance part to that, it's just playing, and he's back, and he's stretching. He's just in a zone when he plays. He reminds me of a professional athlete before they go out. Yeah. Because I've seen McGraw a couple times before a show. And he's like dialed in. Everyone's staring at him like, don't, don't, don't talk to him. And he's like, <laughs> he's, like he's stretching in the back <laughs> with his tight jeans. His jeans are so tight. I think he's stretching the jeans more than he stretches his legs. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that McGraw, the McGraw intro is powerful. <laughs> yes. Morgan, anybody you want to put on there? Uh, definitely Eric Church. I saw him at Nissan Stadium oh, yeah. and he played for like three hours and I was like, what is even happening? I didn't even know you could play that many songs in a show. Yeah, his is a his is impressive because it's so long. I know. Like, I, he goes forever. I hate to admit this, but one time I left early. <laughs> I was like, this is so bad. It's, like, <laughs> it's not, listen, that, it's, not, I mean, it's not for me either. Yeah. I like to go and see the hits, but it, I went to an Eric Church show once too and I was like, okay, this is pretty good. But he just kept playing a bunch of songs I didn't know yeah, and I was yeah. like, Okay. <laughs> I gotta get up in the morning. I was like, well, what time is it? I, yeah, I got it. Go. was really good, but obviously, yeah. And I think Eric's given me a hard time for not being in the church choir before. Mm. I just don't know. And he plays the the, the songs for his fan. He yeah, that besides. guy's dialed into oh, his fans. Oh, and every fan, they know every word. If you look around, they are standing up, singing mm. every all in lyric. I'm like, play Springsteen again. <laughs> One more time, please. <laughs> <laughs> we do love, uh, we do love Eric Church though, yeah. so don't, don't give us a hard time. All right, uh, uh, that's all. Bye bye. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. Eddie filling in for lunchbox one more time. Eddie, what's up? All right, there's a guy in Washington State. He goes into the wrong house. I don't know if it's a break in or what, but he goes in there and uh, he sees that the washer's not on, so he starts the laundry. Then he opens the fridge and gets some toaster waffles, makes him some waffles, a lean cuisine dinner, some yogurt. Then he finishes it off with a popsicle. Man, he's just living he life. He didn't live there. No, he didn't live there. Somebody else's house. He uses an EpiPen that he an finds. An EpiPen? Yeah, Why? I, I don't know if he has a popsicle allergy or what, but he uses all that. And then he could have gotten away with it and just taken off. But no, he goes in the master bedroom, says, hey, good morning. And everybody wakes up like, oh, my gosh, get out of here. Call the cops. They find the guy. He's been arrested. Now jail is his new home. Was he drunk? Okay. <laughs> Was he drunk? What do you, most probably. It doesn't say in the story, but I'm assuming yes. And they didn't wake up. He's doing laundry, cooking food. And he used an EpiPen on himself? Yeah, not sure why he did that. He probably thought it was a little something, something else. Maybe that yogurt. Oh, maybe he thought it was. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, he's like, oh, they got drugs here. <laughs> yeah. You know, this happened to my wife, like in college. Some guy came into the, their apartment, four girls living there. And he woke them all up like, hey, is it two in the morning or two in the afternoon? They were like, ah, get wow. out of here. Same exact thing. Whenever Caitlin's sister and her parents were driving from Oklahoma here, that's about a 10-hour drive. They had stopped over the night before somewhere in Arkansas, and, and they got their keys to the hotel, and they went into the hotel room, and they pulled their bags in. And she walked into the bathroom, and there was stuff in the on the bathroom sink, like toothbrush and deodorant. And she's like, did they leave it here? And she 
put her head out the door, and there are people sleeping in the bed. No, 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 no. They gave them keys in no. the wrong room. No, oh, gosh. And That's... the woman woke up and was like, "Ah!" <laughs> That's scary for everyone. Everybody loses. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, "Oh my god, sorry!" And they like got out of the room as fast as possible. Oh. And the woman down front was like, "Oh yeah, sorry about that. We must sit you the wrong room." Oopsie. Once in Texas, I went. At, they gave me someone's key. I was going to ACMs in Dallas, like the 50th anniversary. And I rolled in, and there were people sleeping in the bed, and they didn't wake up. But I just gingerly just walked out backward. <laughs> That's why it's good to all put the latch thing before you go into all your hotels. <laughs> no, I've never done that. But when I'm in there alone, like I do that extra latch thing, you can fold yeah, me over. Too. Just to I prevent. just do it so the housekeeping doesn't come in and mm-hmm. see my pee pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's for like anything, but now it's a good reminder for that too. All right, that's your bonehead story. Yeah, of the that's day. my bonehead story of the day. <laughs> On the phone right now is Jacob, who is living in Arkansas. Jacob, what's up, man? Hey, morning, studio. Morning. Hey, so I had a, I had a question for y'all. Uh, probably try to get something off my chest, too. So I am recently married, got married back in December, and super happy. But I have a ex-wife that I was married for three years, and I have a daughter with, with that one. And my mother and my ex-wife talk constantly. I mean, send pictures, constantly talk, and it's kind of a, a weird thing. It it kind of freaks me out. I don't I don't really like it that my mother goes to my ex-wife about everything and don't don't communicate with me. And I I really don't know what to say about it. Yeah, it seems a bit weird. W- were they extremely close while you were married? No, actually, they, they hated each other. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, well, something's up. Well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were going to be extremely close, and I was going to say, hey, they have a friendship. Yeah, and they share, like, she's the grandmother to the kid, daughter. Yeah, yeah or the kid. Mm-hmm. So I, I mm-hmm. still lean that, though, because, again, she's the grandmother to those kids, and your ex-wife is the mom to those kids. I do think a relationship is needed. It does feel like it's a bit much if it's making you uncomfortable, though. Adrian, what, do you, what secrets, like, what are you worried about? What's worst-case scenario in your mind from this? I would probably say that my mother usually tries to spend more time with my daughter because she tries she tries to spend more time with my daughter than than me and everything. I get that's her grandkid, but she only wants time with her grandkid. She don't want nothing else. Okay, and so I it sounds to me not- like she's keeping this friendship so she can see her grandkid. Correct. If that's the worst case scenario, let them do their thing. It's not bad. It's not too bad. I mean, I don't think it's so bad if a kid's getting extra love. If a kid's having a grandparent in their life a little more, if that's the reason. I'm going to say downshift a little bit. Don't be, don't cause any trouble. If they're not affecting your life or if you have a new girlfriend or wife in any way, like let them just live. No need to, to step in because you're just going to make it worse and there's going to be drama that you never really wanted that happens and then you got to live with it. Yeah. What? I'm okay with a lot of that, but I do think that there's some boundaries that could be. I don't think it's out of. He's being unreasonable if he talks to his mother about boundaries. Because even though she is the grandmother, it doesn't mean she just gets to insert herself wherever because she wants to spend time with the grandchild. There's still boundaries. But that's between the grandmother and the mom, not him. What? If he if they're not with him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. I just think, I don't know. He said they're talking every day about all the things. So maybe she they make sure that it's like limited to like you're just focusing on the relationship. Like you're not tangle, like tangling everything. But also you can't tell two people not to be friends either. Okay. You can't tell. It's the, not people though. It's your mom and your ex-wife. Uh, like, a, I just feel like I it's get different. It. I think you're bringing on extra drama. Yeah. I think it's already unfortunate, but if you step in and go talk less mm-hmm. or I'm going to get upset, all you're doing is making it worse. Oh, I don't think that you have to do it in a dramatic way. Oh, that's but, a dramatic conversation. But if it's genuinely bothering him, like I'm trying to picture if my parents were doing that and I had an ex, like I would just, if if it really was causing me discomfort, I think I could have a conversation about boundaries, well, what's the boundary? The boundary it, might be, what are y'all talking about? He said they're talking every day. It's not necessary to talk every day to see your grandchild. But I'm saying you're going to say, hey, two adults, don't talk as much as you do? I wouldn't talk to the, the ex-wife. She's out of the picture. It's like the mom. Like, hey, if you want a relationship with me, what would be really helpful is if like... you're holding that relationship with you up for <laughs> hostage? Well, that's what you do with boundaries. It's like, hey, this is this is my... Life. This is what would make me comfortable. And if you can't handle that, then we might have to take some space. Listen, I love boundaries, but I feel like if you jump in and try to stop this relationship from happening, it is going to be way more drama than you than you ever wanted to begin with. And if the worst thing that's happening is your mother, the grandmother of your kids is wanting to spend more time with the grandkids, that's a pretty good problem to have. I never think it's a problem to have a conversation like, why are you guys talking so much? That's weird. Mm-hmm. And if she's like, we're friends, okay, you got to put your hands up and go, you are, you, it is what it is. Hmm. So, Eddie, what do you think about this? I mean, it's definitely weird, but I mean. It, it is weird, yes. In my experience, the, the awkward communication that needs to happen, if it bothers this guy so much, I mean, you got to have that conversation. But yes, have it with your mom, not your ex-wife. She's out of the picture. Right. But at the same time, like, it's just very strange. But I mean, the conversation needs to be had. I think everyone's right in this situation. The child does need love, right? Well, no one's saying don't have a conversation. I didn't say don't have a conversation. I wonder how much he talks to his mom about this, though. Do you have you talked to her, Adrian? Uh, or Jacob? I've talked to her a little bit, and because what mainly concerns me is it wasn't like, it wasn't a good relationship with my ex-wife. I mean, this this woman, she, I'm not going to say anything about it, but she, she left stitches on me from biting me. That's how bad the relationship was. So for my mother to go and talk to her every day about that, I was like, that's, that's what it freaks me out about. She bit you? Yeah, she bit me on the... Yeah, it, it was... It, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Bit him on the what? I mean, so... <laughs> was he joking? I mean, Guys, is it okay I, for I, I him to have you just opened a real now? stitch, Bones. I mean, Hold on. What? Does your mom know about that? <laughs> yes. She bit you on the feet. Like, just... <laughs> Guys. Well, now we're going to a whole new part to this. Let's restart. What is going to talk about? I mean, see, I, see, we just don't know the whole picture here. Wow. All right, Jacob. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we did not help you. We're sorry. We, good luck. Say, well, no, I just say if she bit you and put stitches in your, your, uh, <laughs> then I think that there, there's no talking. There's mm-hmm. no. She Take assaulted all that you. Back. She assaulted to everything I just said. She assaulted yeah. you. Like that. That sucks, dude. All right. Well, good luck with life. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, can I get one shout out? <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Just one shout out to my daughter. She goes to Mount Pine High School. I love you, Abby. Love you, Jess. All right. There you go. And he's from Mount Pine, where I'm from. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is, that the, is that your high school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my every school. Yeah, every school. school. That's what I was thinking. Do you well, know him? 
Wait, is that your cousin? Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right, Jacob, have a good day, bud. I was reading about Matt Damon, who's doing a movie, and he goes and he's an oil worker, and so he went to Oklahoma, and he just kind of lived with them for a while, and then he went on a rig. And even before I read the story that I'm going to tell you about now, but he was just talking about how where he comes from in Hollywood, they just see things a certain way, and he understands that. Then he goes to Oklahoma, and he goes, wow, they see things a completely different way. Not wrong, but not in, just different because of where you are. And he's like, they need the oil industry to, to succeed so they can survive. And I, I, like, I applaud him for being so open about, hey, maybe I wasn't all the way right about stuff. And he wasn't saying he was wrong, but he was saying, hey, when you live in a certain place where you're surrounded, this goes for both areas. When you're surrounded only by people like you, you are just almost indoctrinated to believe that's the only right way. And so he came out and he was like, huh, like I get it. I get I get it. And I was like, wow, look at him. I love that he was able to go experience something new, immerse himself in a new culture and go, I don't think I was all the way right. He definitely didn't come out going I was all the way wrong. But he was like, I now actually see a different perspective than just living in Hollywood around all the rich people in Hollywood who are, you know, uh, eating sprouts all day, you know, eating sprouts and you know, kissing bunnies. I don't know what they do yeah. over there. Well, I mean, hopefully people can look to him because, I mean, he does have a lot of influence and he is famous and they can see, oh, wow, if Matt Damon can at least be open to hearing the other side, I might be able to as well. Nope, ain't going to happen. But okay. so <laughs> anyway, he goes over and you know, they finally get this movie done and they show it at that, that Cannes Film Festival, Cannes, Cannes, whatever it's called. And when it's over, they give him a five-minute standing ovation because it was so good. Oh, oh. wow. Think about five minutes of standing ovation, That's how awkward that would be. A long time. Five minutes. <laughs> Well, now I can't wait to see this movie. <laughs> they, but just imagine they wouldn't stop clapping yeah. for five. Crazy. Like a 30-second standing ovation is a pretty long one. Has that ever happened to you when you're on the road? Um, <laughs> five yes, minutes. not five minutes. But um, at the Opry, we've gotten a couple big ones. And then on the road, occasionally, it, it's, it needs to be at the end of the act, though. They don't really do that. They don't just stop a show to give you a standing ovation. <laughs> right. Um, I know you're making a joke, but yes, it actually has. And you were making a joke. Don't well, act like you're five minutes. That's the joke part. Oh, no, part. five minutes. Oh, five yeah. seconds. And then they realize <laughs> they need to sit down. Yeah. Um, so in the movie, Matt Damon plays a construction worker whose daughter was accused of murder in France. His character is stressed from all the legal fees and tries to prove his daughter's innocence. He got choked up. It was a five-minute standing ovation. I would just, like, guys, sit down. If it were me, okay. Because he's in a theater. He can't, like walk off the back of the stage like I could do if it got to be weird. Thank you guys. Good night. And you just walk off. He couldn't leave. I'll be like, guys, sit down. Yeah, you'd have to go through the crowd to leave. Yeah, <laughs> one by one, I'll be like, please sit down. I feel like that's probably down. emotional for him. And I wonder how, why it just stays up. Mm-hmm. Why, what, do you think it, other people, no, no, you need to keep clapping. <laughs> like when one person starts to sit down and go like, you know what, I'm, my hands are tired. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and give, no, 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 you, <laughs> And Get is there up. someone like a hype guy that and then gets you're, people Yeah, it's sure. already five minutes, so who stops it? And then why not go 10? Right. You know, why not set the record for the... If you're going to be that annoying with it, just set the record for the longest one ever. So that was a good story. In different levels. I thought the Matt Damon part of it where he was interviewed going, went to Oklahoma, opened my eyes to some stuff. thought that was pretty cool. All right, that's what's up. Uh, yep, you guys have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. 